When chaos begins to emerge in our world, where can we go to remind ourselves of hopeful humans that are helping to create a more compassionate world? Each month in the Restorative Pulse podcast, tune in as we feature thought leaders creating innovation, innovative change in our world and in our systems, from the macro level to the micro level, in our schools, healing spaces, and beyond. I'm Julie Johnson, founder of Integrate Network, and this is the Restorative Pulse podcast. It's Julie Johnson, um, founder of Integrate Network and the Restorative Pulse podcast. Um, today we have uh, Sally Miller, who's on today. And um, I'm actually part of Sally's yin yoga community. That's super cool, um, her online yin yoga community. And we're going to be talking about the integration of yin yoga and um, grief and just difficult emotions in general. Um, She's been talking a lot about that in her classes that I've been to online. And um, when I started kind of putting together, kind of um, bringing podcasting, which was has been like a whole interesting thing on its own um, business-wise for me. <laughs> um, when I started thinking about like how we can bring that in, I was like, man, Sally would be great to just have, um, have on because she really integrates those elements together, kind of the emotions and um, the breakdown of it. And um, and she does that with that concept of like interoception, which we talk a lot about with Peter Levine's work on. And I really appreciate that about Sally's work. So I'm really excited to have her on. So <laughs> Sally, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and your background before we move into the um, nuts and bolts? Yeah, sure. Well, first, thanks so much for having me, Julie. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, I started doing yin yoga eight years after I started Hatha Vinyasa yoga. And when I first started, um, I had just graduated from the Ayurvedic Institute in New Mexico. And I was trying to start my, my business of doing Ayurvedic consultations and teaching Vinyasa yoga. But um, my boyfriend at the time who owned a yoga studio had just done teacher training with Sarah Powers. So he invited me to his class and I would take his yin yoga classes. And I was 26 at that time. Um, and they were really, really hard, honestly. I didn't like yin in the beginning and I was super emotional about it. It wasn't just like, I didn't like it and I was okay with not liking it. I got really angry. I got really angry at him. I thought he was talking too much. I thought the whole thing was stupid. I was like, this is the most unproductive kind of yoga <laughs> I've ever experienced. But um, yeah, it's wild to me. But then the thing is after, after every single class, I would feel better, mm -hmm. you know? So um, that was really interesting to me. And, and before I studied Ayurveda and Hatha yoga, I was a chemical engineer. That was my first career. Um, so I have this really like naturally analytical um, mind. And I just wanted to understand like, why did this yin yoga make me feel so emotional? Why did I get so angry in yin yoga where like in vinyasa and hatha, I would feel really happy. You know, I would be flowing and, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. So anyway, just as a way of introducing myself, I, I first was a chemical engineer. I quit my job because I couldn't stand working in a manufacturing plant that had no windows. And um, I really was passionate about natural medicine. So I studied Ayurveda and then um, and then found in yoga. Cool. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, so yin. So about this yin yoga community you go and you have, I'm just trying to lay the foundation and then we'll go yeah. into like the nitty gritty. So talk a little bit about your yin yoga um, membership community. Cause it's like really cool. It's like my favorite part of the week. I have like three things I do, my Ashtanga class and another mindful class and Sally's class. So there's like three things I have to do in the week. And Sally's class is like one of the things I have to do it at some point. I try to show up live. If I can't, I'll do it, whatever, after the recording is up. But yeah. somewhere in my week, I have to do Sally's class. <laughs> That's awesome. That makes me so happy. So the membership community is um, a group of people from all around the world at this point. Um, and we, we have a live streaming Zoom class every Wednesday night at seven o'clock Eastern time. It's an hour, so seven to eight Eastern time. Um, but I record it and then upload it onto my members only um, online library. So you can watch the class and do it anytime. And you can go back and watch, like I have a lot of people who like particular classes. And so they just go back and watch the one for the thing they need uh, over and over again. And I, I try to make sure that that class is really grounding. And I think that's what you know people appreciate about it. Like we do longer meditations in the beginning. We do long Shavasanas at the end. I talk pretty slowly. It's funny because I was talking to somebody the other, the other day and they're like, why do you always talk slow, so slowly? How do you move so slowly? Um, and I realized that that's just come from yin yoga. Like that's not a natural thing for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm sure if I listened to my teaching from 15 years ago, I would be talking totally different. But the membership community is really there just to help people slow down. And then we have different topics every week that, that we go into. Are you like Vata dominant by nature? Yes, completely. <laughs> That's what I thought. I sensed that. I was like, I bet that was hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> but it helps me so much. It's like that thing, you know, the thing that you hate the most is sometimes the best medicine for you. Yeah, totally. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I like your classes. Yeah, you do. I always, I mean, I like it. Cause like midweek, I'm always like, um, I really like the grounding parts of it. It's a very, I think you do a very good job of, except for your screaming pigeon shape pose. Mm -hmm. That thing is just, that's, a you're the only, you're the only teacher I have seen teach that online. You, you are the, that takes some guts to teach that. I was like, <laughs> that takes some, takes some, some, some hoots, but to teach that online. I was like, that takes some skill because <laughs> you and I have had a couple private sessions and I'm like yeah I've done that I was like she's that's she must know her stuff to teach that because mm. I have students who would just never turn their camera on and be like I don't know what you're doing yeah. <laughs> so I think that's great and screaming pigeons is the only one I think I've, I've been in where I'm like oh my god what is going on but then you like but then you like match it though with like a contrasting position that's really grounding and which I always liked <laughs> Yeah, I try to balance it out. That is such a hard pose, but it's so good. Like, it's so good. I can't not teach that pose. No, I agree. There are some shapes that are just really good to go to. That one is just one that sticks out in my head all the time. Whenever, because you're the only yin teacher I've ever had that teaches that. Do you, yeah. who taught you that? Was that Sarah Powers that taught you the first time? I think you told me that. 
Sarah Powers was my first yin teacher, right. um, but okay. So this is kind of longer story, but, but interesting and relevant is that I had been teaching in yoga for a while before I, I got married. He's now my ex-husband, but my ex-husband, um, they do that sometimes, <laughs> they do that, right. It happened. Right. Thankfully, we're still friends. Um, right. He was a personal trainer. And so we had these really interesting conversations about um, what he would call mobility work, mm -hmm. which is like myofascial release with balls and foam rollers and bands and all this stuff that I'd never seen before because I was just in yoga world. And at that time, even in yin yoga world, people mm -hmm. weren't using tennis balls or foam rollers or anything. So um, before there was any combination or at least popular combination of myofascial release and yin yoga, I was living with someone who would spend like 45 minutes every night before he went to bed, rolling out his lats and taking care of his calf muscles and telling me that I needed to do, he called it um, super couch stretch. He called scre screaming pigeon was super couch stretch to him. And he would go against the couch and he'd put his foot up there and and he is like incredible. I mean, he, he's like the biggest movement geek I've ever met, self-proclaimed movement geek. Um, so he could hold what we would call screaming pigeon for three minutes on each side without his, without screaming, mm -hmm. without getting mad. Um, so he's the one who taught me that pose. And actually a lot of the other stuff that I do, like sword pose I do on the back with a, a ball underneath your mm -hmm. shoulder blade. Yeah. He taught me that one. So I've kind of made up from my, what I learned from him, we would kind of make up poses together and then give them names. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I noticed some of your, some of my yoga training, we, we brought in some of Jill Miller stuff. So I was wondering yeah. if that was from her. Cause I was like, I was like, Sally does a lot of Jill Miller stuff. No, <laughs> I think, I think it's just that Jill Miller has a myofascial release background and my ex-husband did too. So I never studied with Jill Miller. I okay. love her. We have, we do such similar things, but it's uh -huh. coincidental. <laughs> yeah. It's coincidental. Okay. I was wondering about that. I was like, I was like, I wonder, especially with the tennis ball stuff. Cause that's mostly been like, cause my, my 200 was, there was a, like a Jill, they'd had like a whole Jill Miller chapter. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, lucky you. That's so lucky. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was really good. It was, but, and I was always wondering, I was like, I wonder if Sally does that, but no, it came from, came from one of your ex. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, that's really cool though. But yeah, no, Screaming Pigeon is like, man, I'll, I'll put a reference in the notes to that. I think there, I think it's on, um, I'll put a kind of a, uh, if there's a, if there, is there a photo of that online? There's actually, I have a short YouTube video, Julie, on my YouTube channel that's called How okay. to Be Screaming Pigeon. So we'll put a link to that below. Okay. Oh yeah. I forgot. Oh yeah. That's actually how I found Sally. So that's a really funny story. So I, so I was in Colorado. I never told you this. So I was in Colorado and I was like on a COVID road trip with my kids because my, my husband works, he's a pastry chef. And so he works crazy hours. And, um, <laughs> and so I do a lot of like DIY traveling with my like two kids. So like I took a road trip to Colorado the summer and um, I was, um, I listened to some yin yoga podcasts on my way there. And I was like, I need some like good online yin yoga. So I went like, I don't even know what I was doing. We were seeing an Airbnb in Denver. And I was like, just like scooping around, like just looking around just different yin yoga sites. I went kind of down a, like a rabbit hole and um, <laughs> it was an interesting rabble. And I came across Sally's 
YouTube page with your the the yin yoga wheel. And I was yeah. like, and I watched your videos. Okay. This is why I am the reason why YouTube channels probably should exist. Okay. It's because <laughs> there are people like me that find people like Sally. And I just let you know, like it's not a lost it. cause. <laughs> so, awesome. all these videos of sally like doing like lectures which is why i it was great because because i'm an analytic as well so i was like she's speaking so clearly and so like methodically and like and, and then she had a chart and i was like <laughs> i love charts i love charts so much and i was like she's speaking to my soul right now. Yeah. And so, and then she had a, a chart that you can put in a link comment. And I was like, man, I need to figure out what, what, what this one is up. And so, and anyway, and so then I ended up emailing her and asking about the, and I didn't join the community because I really just needed some kind of like ongoing, like in stuff. And then I did some, I've done some private sessions with her. So it's great. So Sally is like YouTube channel is really great. You can get, you can, I'll put a couple of her, uh, maybe Sally, if you want to, email me a couple of your favorite you know um meditations on youtube that you think would be worthwhile so anyway she's got a lot of really good content on there if you want to get a, a taste of her stuff so um so that was cool and one of the things you went on was that i remember you talking about was your was the yin yoga going into the the the, the meridians and i thought oh. that was phenomenal because i the only people i know and that's why i thought you had studied under sarah powers the only people i know that integrate the meridians is people that come from the Greeley powers, right. <laughs> you know, lineage yeah. of <laughs> And I did say, I learned that from Sarah completely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. So um, let's talk a little bit about the meridians and the emotions and kind of your, how you kind of go into those a little bit from your, with your teaching philosophy and approach. Yeah. Yeah, well, in Sarah's book, Insight Yoga, she has this really great chart <laughs> where she says certain um, organs are connected with certain emotions. And that for me was just fascinating. Like I had never even considered that organs were related to emotions. I had always mm -hmm. thought emotions were more in your head or something. Mm -hmm. um, and then she gives different sequences for different organs. Um, so, you know, there's the kidney sequence, different yin yoga poses for that. There's liver sequence, different yin yoga poses for that. And, and so then what I did, I had this really amazing chunk of time in my life before I had my son, my son's now five, but before I had my son, I was running this Ayurvedic, really small Ayurvedic wellness center in New Hope, Pennsylvania. And I remember I would get up really early and I would spend two hours every morning doing those sequences from Sarah's book mm -hmm. to like purposely study how they affected my emotions. And I would journal a lot about them. And I noticed, I think it's like the scientist in me, like I didn't really believe her. Reading the book <laughs> was interesting, but I didn't really believe that certain poses would have different emotional effects. Mm -hmm. You know, I believed that they had different physical effects, but I, I was skeptical. Um, and so I just, I just personally, in my personal practice, dove really deep into um, trying to see if there was a difference for me. And I noticed that there was, there was a really big difference between certain poses. The liver and gallbladder poses, for sure, always made me more angry and irritated. Mm -hmm. And the lung and heart poses, for sure, always made me feel more like sad and tender. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that I approach structuring my classes now is if I pick a topic, like if I pick yin yoga for depression, then we do the poses that open up the lung meridian because the lungs are said to be connected with depression. And I've seen in my practice that they've helped more. Like those poses will help more uh, with depression than the poses that work on, and they're like upper body poses, shoulder openers. They'll help more than poses that are for your outer hips, for example. Mm -hmm. Outer hips are more for anger and irritation. Yeah. I know. That's what I love about it too. And the other thing I love about Sarah Power's work in general, also speaking of that, when I was on my my road trip, I, like our 10 day road trip to, ten, to Denver, I was listening to a lot of Sarah's recent like podcasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's really cool. And I just, and I'm, did I mention this in the podcast I did, I recorded yesterday? No, it was in the after session. We talked about it. Um, we, um, I talked about how What's cool about Sarah, and I know we do lots of times on Integrate, we talk about like the integration of trauma and grief because it started out as like a trauma-informed network and it just kind of has become like a human element of things mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in different ways. You know, it's kind of evolved through it, through our seven-year, um, 10-year, eight-year tenure. But one of the things that I loved about Sarah's work and yours, and that comes from it, is Sarah has started bringing what we call internal family systems therapy yes. into oh, her stuff have you heard that from her yes yeah because it's fairly recent in her work I would say in the last four to five years she started doing that isn't that right is that about the time frame because I think that's what she said yeah Yeah. and what I but I do remember even before she started talking about it as internal family systems like she's been a student of psycho psychotherapy and psychology for a long time so even back in like 2008 when I was studying with her in her classes, she would talk a lot about like taking care of the parts of yourself that are wounded. And she would talk about how you could do all the yoga, like you could have a a beautiful, relaxing, wonderful practice, let's say in the morning. And then as soon as you open the door and see your family, you get completely triggered. And all of that, that feeling of calm is gone. So yeah, she's always really, um, into, I think, integrated what we know about um, our personality and our wounding and our upbringing. She's always talked about that as part of um, her teachings. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons why I, I, I like her and I liked, I chose her to be my main teacher because I think it's just so, it's so relevant. You know, I don't think people go to yoga as, something separate from their life. Like we want it to be helpful for our relationships just as much as for like flexibility or. Oh, absolutely. And I am, I'm going to agree with you. Insight yoga. I, I use that book so much and I like, I go through seasons with it. I go through seasons with all my yin books currently. Yeah. Real Harris's book is the one I'm dealing with. I'm working with the most Mm because so the, the language of yin. Um, but Sarah's book but one thing I will say is 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 that I remember hearing her talk um on I think it's a skillful means podcast I think that's what it was Mm -hmm. um I think she was on that podcast in early 2020 talking Mm -hmm. about the internal family systems and how she went through that and I thought that was really interesting because and very and really cool as like a meditation teacher because usually it's for like psychotherapists that do that I was like wow yeah that is some 
like, that is awesome that you did that. And you've been, and I hear her talk. I mean, I have, I was, I, I did a couple of her things this summer that she did, I think on the Tri Yoga um, yeah, cool. mm-hmm. yoga studio. I did a couple of her classes um, and she does, she like puts the parts work in there and she talks about like what you, you get, you get like close to yourself. What part do you feel closest to? Mm-hmm. It was like, I was like, damn girl. Damn, damn, do you, wow. I mean, it was like, which part do you feel closest to? What's the name of the part? I was like, would you like to talk to my therapist? Because yeah, I, <laughs> I think I told my therapist that she was doing, she's like, damn, that's good. <laughs> anyway, but that was just an example of someone else, you know, who I know that you were taught by that kind of brought that together. That just reminded me. Yeah. So, so what else? Like, so like, so the meridians are one way you can start to work with the different emotions. What's another way or another element that you've seen mm-hmm. or some other aspects of yin and maybe grief? Yeah. Well, it might be interesting if I share that I, um, my first real yoga teacher, I studied with her for about 10 years and she's an amazing, her name is Parvati Nandanath Saraswati. She's an amazing tantric yogini adept. Like this woman has grew up in India in Bihar and she started meditating when she was 12 years old. She found a teacher in the forest. Like she, she's so incredible. And she opened a studio um, in New Hope, Pennsylvania. And she would teach, she taught Hatha yoga mainly for many years, but then she started doing these meditation immersions. Mm-hmm. And I think it was right after yeah, right after I did my training with Sarah in yin yoga, she offered a two-year advanced tantric meditation course mm-hmm. which I took. And our homework was to do these different sadhanas, these 40-day meditation practices, where for each day of 40 days, you do the same meditation. And many of them were this kind of, um, I'm going to call it emotional inner alchemy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it basically was like learning how to feel what you feel in your body. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really, that really um, transformed how I looked at emotions. And now I think it has helped me so much. I try to convey in my classes that, that an emotion could be labeled right? Like we can label grief and then all of us kind of know what that feels like, but that label and that word of grief is different than the felt sensation of it in your body. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know for, um, for me, it took a long time to try to find out what is that felt sensation of grief? Like, I know I'm sad. I know I'm crying. I know I feel a sense of loss or stuck in my life, but But anyway, her instruction, Parvati's instruction to find it in your body and then to, so she would have us do, there's all kinds of cool, amazing things that she would teach us. Some of them I've taught in the membership community Mm -hmm. where um, like you go in, let's say I, I was meditating on grief and let's say I was just doing it in a yin yoga pose. So over the course of three minutes, not a 30 minute sitting, but three minutes, I'm gonna try to meditate with my grief in an embodied way. Mm -hmm. I would try to find it somewhere 
And let's say I found a sense of tightness in my, my throat, let's just say. Um, then I would try to stay, I would try to feel what I'm feeling there and stay with the feeling as best I could rather than eject into thinking about it and why I feel sad or when is it gonna change or, or any kind of thought. And, and so I try to teach that now, the difference between when we're thinking about our story or thinking about our emotions and when we're really feeling it. And sometimes when we're really feeling it is so short, like it's the blink of an eye, you know, it's tiny little microsecond, but it teaches us something so profound. And for me, being able to feel what I feel rather than just describe how I feel has made the feelings move and change much more quickly. I think they heal faster that way. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, and it, you, so it's like, I'm sorry, mine. And um, I think the other thing that you may just made a really good point and reminded me of something that I heard you say in your class, but I linked it and then I had to ask you, and then I can't remember if I asked you, but I remember I'd heard it from Peter Levine's stuff too, is that the orienting to the ground to move from the thinking brain, which is something I've heard from Peter Levine. And I know you've studied with people that have studied with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, so excited. So I was like, Sally just, did, Sally is bringing in some somatic experiencing yeah. stuff. Look at her go. Yeah, we have a lot in common, you and I, Julie. It's awesome. I love yeah. it. I was, I remember you saying that and I was like, that's great. I'm just, And then you linked it right back to the concentrating on the emotion to, you know, feeling the emotion. You, I, you linked it really well. And I was like, Slow clap. Thank <laughs> Slow you. Clap for Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was great. I think I was. I love that. I love that. And 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 it reminds me a lot. And I I think I heard you say this in in the class before. But like you know you you call I think where you talking about practicing your dharana right like yeah. using that to be the dharana practice which mm -hmm. I think is really cool. And I think when you link that as dharana, which it is. It makes sense, which yeah. explains why I like you because you you think like an engineer, which is what I do generally do well. I'm like, oh, it's pragmatic. I appreciate yeah, it's that. Pragmatic. Um. <laughs> and it in. Yeah, it's just so practical. It's like I think everyone experiences a wandering, chattering mind, and it's hard to focus, and we get overwhelmed with our thoughts. And 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 most people who've done some yoga know about this concept of concentration, or even if they haven't done yoga, right? Like we know it's helpful if we can learn how to concentrate. So right. dharana is just the yogis. It's one of those eight limbs of yoga, classical mm -hmm. yoga. And, and you could do a dharana on anything. You know, people do dharanas on their coffee in the morning. They focus on the coffee and try not to check their phone while they're drinking their coffee. That's dharana. <laughs> and then we could do dharana on our breath, like lots and lots of, of meditation teachers teach. Um, but you can also do dharana on your grief. You can mm -hmm. do dharana on the ground. You could do dharana on your kidneys while you're imagining that they're blue. You know, like there's just, I, I find that so cool. Um, that you can change it depending on what you're in the mood for or what you need or what you like. Like some people, they just love it to visualize colors and other people hate the color part. I like your color part. Um, yeah. I always like your color. I was going to actually speak. I was going to do one of those this morning because we, because I, I just finished my series on the kidney meridian because I do like a, a series um, in my morning classes on the kidney meridian. Oh, cool. And um, 
I was actually thinking, I was like, I'm going to do, I was going to do the, the color blue, but um, and it ended up not doing it. But I remember you doing that really well. And I was like, I really like that. Yeah, you do your color meditations really well. But my point in, in here, hold on, Siri just started activating. I don't know how to get her off. Hold on. Um, uh, was um, my, you know, one thing I think that's really cool about the way that you approach Dharanas, and I think you, what you really do with your meditation and stuff. And by the way, Sally has a really cool year long meditation thing you can do. Can you start it at any time? That one, I actually am going to restructure all my longer offerings pretty soon. So that, that will probably start in August again. It's going to be called the Yin Mind. I'm going to ah. do the first part. It, they'll all be like um, six months. The first one is called the yin body. And that's where we'll go over all the yin yoga postures, like in teacher training, like I used to do in teacher training. And then the second part will be the yin mind. And that's where we'll go over all the meditation stuff. Oh, cool. That That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, she, she does cool stuff. But I was just thinking about um, the dharana and like how, you know, I just think you do a really, it's really cool with how you can you know, use like in those yin shapes, which I, I haven't seen a lot of other people and I um, do it. And most because the people that I, I, I usually, yin yoga classes are usually people that come from like the lineage of Sarah Powers, people mm -hmm. usually that I end up being taking from. Um, you know, as you're able, as you, you teach how to move the concentration from different points. And I think that that's what makes your yin yoga classes really um, psychologically available is what I'm gonna mm -hmm. say. Um, or it's psychologically accessible because like, cause lots of times like when I would go to yin yoga classes and we would just sit with our eyes closed, you know, in a dark room, you know, and I'd be like, you know, when I was like really, really, you know, high, like I have like a high pitta vata, like constitution and a combo. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a little bit more pitta than vata from Ayurveda, but like I was just in a high, like not very balanced state at the time when I did that. And I remember I would be like, going on yeah get me out of here it's too intense it's way too intense like two hours of just sitting oh in my like postures for like two hours. and I remember being like where is your mind supposed to go like what, how yeah. are you supposed to do this and that's one thing I really like about what you do is you while you give people you talk slowly and you also um you also t guide people and I think that that's really important, you know, um, to guide people and also give them space for quiet reflection. I think you balance it out really well because you always want to be like, and I think, I mean, you do that with, by bringing people's atten to, attention to their, to, and educating on the concept of dharana, mm -hmm. you know, and moving attention around. I think that's really cool and empowering. Mm, thank you. Yeah, it's important to me. I, I like to take classes myself where there's a balance of talking and quiet and where I'm really, like I'm engaged. I, yeah, I think it's important that, that the teacher leads you in an intentional way through a yin practice. Because I don't think it could be, like if it was all guided and there was no silence, I think it wouldn't quite work because then, you know, you're always listening to someone else's guidance and you don't really have time to listen to your own body. But then if it's complete silence, at least for me, when that happens, my mind just starts going. I'm, I'm, I'm out of my body. I need somebody to remind me to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and there's also like, and you might've heard our other 
me the other commentary I've had from people you know, it's, I was always told, you know, because I have a big background in trauma-sensitive yoga, you know, is like, I vote Julie, that can never be trauma-informed. Julie, people can, with PT that can never do that. And like, there's this really, except for Sarah Powers people, Sarah Powers is the, is a, is the gateway to that not happening, um, <laughs> which is why I think it's so badass that she went ahead and was like, yeah, I'm just going to go blend meditation and this trauma therapy, even though it's not therapy, it's mindfulness, the right. way she does, it's very careful in the way she does it, yeah. you know, because you're not processing the emotion. You're just becoming aware that you even have parts under you. Right. She, like she goes into the, how she approaches it in the nitty gritty in some of her podcasts. But, yeah. but I thought that was really great. Cause that what's makes sense to me. Cause I was like, so when I hear people say those things, oh, people can't, can't which is like ridiculous and ableist on its own, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, <laughs> yoga is what? I agree. I really agree. And I think that it's just important to know, like you and I have talked about this before in our classes, your class, your yin classes, my yin classes, people know that if they need to come out of a pose at any time, they can. Right. And if they need to change it, they can. And I think both of us try to just make it really clear that that you're not stuck. If you need to end class sooner, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's so many different ways to do a shape, you know, mm-hmm. so many different ways that it could look. And um, yeah. And then the other thing it makes me think of is how with Sarah, and I think with you and I, we, we understand that therapy is also a really important part right Mm -hmm. like that yin yoga on its own isn't isn't enough um and that you also need time to to talk to somebody you need time to have another person who's who's a professional listen and reflect but then that combination of the two the embodied yin practice plus the talk therapy i mean it's magic yeah like my therapist does ifs Mm -hmm. and um, I remember telling her, um, I remember telling her about Sarah's stuff. Right. And, um, and I was like, she does this cool thing where about that. And so my, my therapist is like, she's like an air integrative therapist that does like EMDR. Yeah, it's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Love EMDR. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's like, whoo, man, if you want to find a yin mind that sometimes that might that might be it for some people I know for some people it is not it but it does it can get you there um but she does like EMDR IFS and I don't know lots of things and she weaves it all together and um I remember I was telling her about that when I when I was started hearing Sarah talk about that she was like that is so cool and so relevant you know And I thought that was, and she said, and so she started having me do parts work. I mean, specific to my needs around, she was like, so I want you to get into a yin posture and we actually do it. She is like, so take in the parts and find where they are in your body. And then like, do this, then have them do the things, you know? And um, so, so cool. So I'm just saying, if you do IFS, if you, I know there's a couple of IFS therapists. I'm just saying there are ways you can integrate IFS and yin. So <laughs> that is very exciting. It's really cool. And I've, I've, I've been, had a lot of trauma therapy so I was yeah. like, in my life. So I'm like, so I've had a lot of IFS. So when Sarah said that, I was like, and I like that she did it from like a mindful standpoint because it's like, um, and I started doing it a lot more even through like, uh, 
the COVID stuff, you know? So it was like, when I started to feel like the, like kind of like the, the different shifts in the body, you mm-hmm. know, and the different changes in somatics and just shifting all the time, you know, I would be like, Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like maybe we need to like check in to kind of see if, if everything, <laughs> if yeah. the United yeah. States of Julie is, <laughs> is okay. <laughs> yeah. I think COVID has brought up a lot of, of new parts for us or, or places that maybe were, were kind of healed before, but then it's so intense right now, you know, being isolated, like all kinds of basement parts are coming out in me. <laughs> yeah. Does your therapist do IFS too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's That's perfect. Awesome. I mean, I feel like she really gets me, you know, and everything that I've studied and I teach really fits with her outlook. She's a meditator and kind of yeah. person anyway, but. Oh yeah. No, it's great. Those, the integrative trauma therapists are like, I love, I love them. I'm like the ones that do all that stuff. I was like, great. I know my, my therapist does like, she has like a background in product healing and she'll be like, do you want to go find your, would you like to go commune with your spirit guides? And I'm like, we need to go there. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not everyone's thing, but sometimes it calls, I have, I have a, I have a, I'm a Reiki practitioner. So. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> sometimes she's like, sometimes we have to commune with the trees and our spirit guides since we can't be with people in person. And I'm like, Right. <laughs> and that's the other thing that I like about COVID to go back to the body stuff is like, like, you know, we, ha- what did my therapist say? She was like, we have to look at the community within. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, sometimes we have to collect the community within. And I thought that was a really cool connection. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is a time to be with the community within. And I was like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. And, and like help connect with yin yoga. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad that we went through the conversation because that's where my head goes all the time. <laughs> it goes there a lot with yin yoga, especially when we start talking about trauma sensitive yin yoga. And because usually it segues into Sarah Powers, like coolness. And I thought I was like, like, I thought I was like hearing things when I, I was like, did you just say she does IFS? I was like, yeah. I was, could this be real? Yeah, no, I was like, it was just really cool. And Sarah's book is Insight is an insight, is it Insight Yoga? Insight Yoga, yeah. Insight yoga. And I have that book. I just referenced that yesterday to another person who was interested in doing that kinds of parts work um, from the Insight. Um, she doesn't do it in Insight. She doesn't go into that in this Insight Yoga mm-hmm. stuff. That's mostly her, her recent work. Her more, I mean, within I think Insight Yoga. When was that written? Was that two thousand and six a while ago sounds right something like okay. that mm-hmm. um and then and then her I think her some of her more recent stuff in the last 10 10 years or something like that have been around the internal family systems and she does she brings it in like the try yoga stuff she does in UK because she's she's in Europe right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you go to Europe to to, to no she still lived in well she was living in California I think when I studied with her and she taught at Kripalu so it was really easy for me you know it was only oh, a few right. hours away Okay. That's right. Cause they're in London now, I think. Um, yeah. So she does a lot of stuff in, um, in over there. She does, there's a studio in London. She does a lot of her stuff at, it's called Tri Yoga. And, um, she does a lot of, um, classes with them online and you can record, you can like buy them, um, online. And she does, she goes into some of this stuff. It's pretty cool that how she, 
integrates it together and she also like makes it like goes into like the elements of like the world too she'll be like she'll talk about like the personalities of the different parts with like COVID-19 and like that was cool too <laughs> yeah she's amazing and on her website she does have a few free classes so if someone wanted to even just go there to Sarah Powers I think it's sarahpowers.com mm-hmm. there's um a couple really beautiful free classes you can just do on there Mm -hmm. she does she has a lot of pretty accessible media for to Mm -hmm. get a hold of her stuff well cool so um okay so is I'm trying to think if there's anything else I love I always love your how you approach things Sally you (laughs) (laughs) I always I always appreciate it um so before I segue into how people can find you how did how did you decide to start your yin yoga community I meant to ask you that (laughs) was that COVID that was that before okay, COVID? So I got really lucky in that I started thinking about teaching <laughs> online in November. I launched my online community in November of 2019. So just a few months before COVID. Um, just because like I, before my son was born, I would travel like I taught in Germany and Costa Rica and Italy. And I, I had some students from those countries that wanted to study with me so I thought well what the heck just try it like buy some mics get a webcam like just try it and then COVID hit and I was like thank god I've already like set this up and found a place with some decent lighting and um so it was a little before COVID yeah did you have to find any place in your new space you're in yeah (laughs) (laughs) we've set up your online (laughs) teaching space yeah. I know how that is because I teach online so I like yeah, anything I do blogging. yeah you're like oh God, I gotta go figure out that yeah <laughs> internet speed is like high priority now in my living situation <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's so funny well cool so and and so tell so people can find you do you have some like you have some little 15 and 20 minute meditation things on your YouTube channel right yeah there's lots of short yin yoga videos on my YouTube channel and there's um meditations on there on my website my website is sallymilleryoga.com so that's a good you know landing point um but youtube yeah if you just youtube sally miller yoga you'll find a bunch of different playlists i think one of the playlists on there is called yin yoga for dot 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 and so then there's like a 15 minute one for anxiety and a 20 minute one for people who sit too much and then there's a different there's a 20 minute practice for each of the meridians. Those are more pretty popular. So if you want to try like yin yoga for your gallbladder meridian or whatever, you can find those. Which I want to say also, because um, I, had to, I had to buy it twice because I couldn't find it. Her um, mapping the meridians um, thing she has, I lost where I lost the recording. So I just ended up re- re-downloading it. Um, and, um, and so, I, but it's really awesome. And so I was just thinking about that because I decided to rebuy it because I could not find where I had downloaded it on my Dropbox. Yeah. It, like, you can just email me next time and I'll okay. refund it to you. Okay, I will. I, but, I, <laughs> but yeah, that's on my shop page of my website. And that is like an automatic download of these five 30 minute guided meditations that are on your back where I talk you through each meridian in an embodied way. It's really cool. And I like use them in all of my reading classes that I teach over at Joy of Yoga. Um, I, uh, that I, the series is that I do that my, I always help educate myself on some of that with, um, 
Sally's, um, those, uh, those meditations. And those are so cool. I told a couple of people about them um, and they were like, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so how people, so people can find your, the membership on the web on sallymiller.com. Sallymillerdoga.com. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a sallymiller.com I sometimes accidentally go to and I'm like, that's not her. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tried to buy that from her years ago and she's like, uh-uh, I'm not giving that up. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so, it's great. Yeah. The membership is also everything right now is on the shop page. So if you go to sallymilleryoga.com and then click shop, you'll see like um, I have a retreat coming up on February 13th for a couple hours. And those are so cool. I'm I'm also teaching is it from one to four again this one's one to three thirty but yeah basically we're going to uh, overlap right because you're teaching I'm, one I'm, yeah I'm teaching from two to four central time oh. so I'm like I was like it's the exact same time similar essence I think the word retreat is in there I can't remember what it is so I'm like yeah. I was like I think it, there's like a huga element to it because we've been doing a lot of huga stuff and mm -hmm. it's like a huga retreat so I was like damn yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like Yin and Qigong through Huga. <laughs> so, oh <my> <laughs> so it's like this whole concept. So it's great. It's just like at the same time. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. Well, but then, it's really there'll be more. There'll be more. I like, I, I, I thought the one that we did, the one you did in November, which is the last one I could go to was really great. I really liked the way that um, you did it. It was a really great um, thing. And um, you, you, you did it for three hours. I was like, damn, she just talked for three hours with like, <laughs> I was, yeah. like, it's I was wondering. I was wondering if you're, how your, how your, your, uh, your, your throat chi, <laughs> how your, yeah. your chakra is doing after that. I was like, she's okay after that. Cause usually after mm -hmm. I talk for that long, I'm usually just like, okay, mm -hmm. lots of tea. And I don't want to talk to anybody else after that. <laughs> oh, you held that. I, and you sang. And I was like, damn, three hours. <laughs> good, good job. I mean, you weren't talking the whole three hours. You do like 30 minutes. There was like 30 minutes of non-talking. So yeah. So yeah, well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Sally. My pleasure. For being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. Mm -hmm.